Hey Church of the Beloved, my name is Kevin Zo and I'm the production manager here at COTV. Just wanted to say a quick thanks for tuning in to our weekly sermon podcast. This week's message is brought to us by our interim senior pastor, Abe Lee. He is speaking on the topic of passionate worship. Uh, welcome again. Uh, today is Family Sunday, and what that means is that we get to have, hey guys, we get to have, uh, yeah, I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> We're going to have some children with us today, so they're going to hang out with us. No, they're not children. Young adults. How's that? I'll call you young adult. <laughs> Older children. Uh, but anyway, um, let me go ahead and get started. Today we're in the midst of a sermon series uh, where we're looking at who we want to be, what we want to be as a church, our values as a church. And as a reminder, our mission at the Church of the Beloved is this, is to see the gospel transform people into spirit-filled disciples who know that they are the beloved of God because of Christ alone, right? And the five key things, the five key values we prioritize as a church uh, to live out this mission includes, uh, we talked something we talked about two weeks ago, being missional. So we commissioned Caitlin off to serve in Mexico. There is an opportunity for you to sign up for her newsletter, uh, as well as how to get involved in our international ministry. Last week, we talked about prayer, and so we had uh, Cindy uh, representing Diana and the ministry come up and share how we as a church can be actively engaged in times of prayer, corporately and individually. This week, we look at what passionate worship as a value looks like for us as a church, and then uh, next two weeks, we're going to look at what it means to consider community or intentional relationships, and the second is to focus on why we focus on the gospel. Now... If you haven't been able to attend or watch in the last few weeks um, leading up to today, let me explain something. It's not just going to be me up here talking about the biblical rationale for why we focus on different things like worshiping passionately. Uh, Every week, uh, I've been bringing up and interviewing different individuals in our church who are actively engaged in that topic for the week, that theme, so that we can learn how we as a church, as a family, can be actively involved. Because... Here's the thing. We are not. We do not want to be a passive church, just of consumers. We absolutely have to be an active church of gospel-transformed, spirit-filled disciple-makers. This week, we get to focus on what worship looks like, which is why we have such a larger group up on stage today. And we're going to be taking the time to talk to our worship director, Jonah, as well as our production manager, Kevin, who is usually behind the scenes. Before I do that, though... I don't know if you know, I'm Korean-American, and one of the common stereotypes of Korean-Americans, and actually based, I I watched Shang-Chi recently, and this is probably more of an Asian-American stereotype, I think. It is that we love karaoke. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not a fan of karaoke. I I, I like Shang-Chi. That was a great movie. But I'll tell you that if you have enough volume enough reverb on the microphone, and maybe a little bit of liquid courage, I, I'll belt out an out-of-tune, tone-deaf version of some random Spice Girls or Taylor Swift song. Because, you know, truthfully, singing is fun. Music just makes everything a lot more enjoyable. If you were to watch a movie or a TV show and, and take, take out the background music, uh, I think it would be pretty awkward. You know, that's why The Office is so weirdly awkward. If you were to attend a Pentecostal service, you'll note that the organ is underneath. It brings the drama. 
we play contemplative music during prayer, times of prayer, because it is so valuable in helping us get into the right mind space, the framework, the, the mood of being in a place with God. I'll tell you one of the most difficult things during the pandemic, there are a lot of difficult things. It's a long list. But one of the most difficult things I think that we realized, my wife and I, was our inability to gather together to sing. And at the start of the pandemic, I don't know if you, if you were attending online, we only had the worship team. And usually it was like one or two people. And then the faith, faithful production crew sitting in the back, serving every week. Playing to an empty room, hoping that those joining online were doing more than just rubbing the sleep out of their eyes. There were actually a few recordings that we did in our home uh, before we were able to open our doors for in-person services. We had a few folks, a limited number, gathered in our home, socially distanced. We were masked, but we just gathered to worship God. We sang together. Uh, we had presented those on this video uh, a few times, and during those times, those moments of corporate, passionate worship of our King, we could just feel the presence of God. It was awesome. See, we include passionate worship as a core, of the, a core value of the Church of the Beloved because the truth is this, that worshiping our King and our Savior is something that brings out our passion for Christ, for our King, our Savior. But if you've attended um, our worship since we've reopened the doors, passionate is not necessarily a word that you might describe our praise time with. We're pretty reserved as a congregation, and that's okay. Honestly, I'll tell you, since everyone is masked, if it weren't for the fact that I can actually hear people singing, I think we could be mistaken for like a scene from a zombie movie. Because if people are just standing and staring straight ahead, looking at Jonah, thinking, brains. Um, no, we don't do that. There's no judgment on, on, on how we praise. It's just, it's an observation I made. Uh, it's an observation that uh, Ashanti Pedaway, who is a guest speaker for us, made as well. I'll tell you, thanks to modern technology, the, the truth is passive receipt of music is pretty much the norm. Uh, everyone can stream music directly to their computer, their phone, or whatever, and we have the ability to, to have this constant theme music playing in our backgrounds if we wanted to. You know, Suzette and I, we went on a, a trip, a small road trip with our friends a few weeks back, and I remember we were just sitting in the car, driving, and we'd call out a song, and because it's Suzette and I, they're primarily 70s and 80s songs, but we were just, you know, say the name of a song, and instantly our friend was pulled up on Spotify. Instant, yet passive gratification. My day job, I work in the software industry. Um, I've got lo-fi, chill Christian hip-hop constantly playing in my headphones all day long. Because music is always there, it's always in the background. That's just the way I like to operate. But this is not the design, this is not the intent of worship. That's not what God intends for us. It is the exact opposite of what we strive for as a church. We want to intentionally and actively bring about passionate worship of our king. Worship music is not supposed to be in the background. Worship is supposed to bring God into the foreground. Which leads me to the verses that I had read today. Um, I'm not going to read it again. Uh, that was really well read today. Thank you very much for you. Uh, but let me go ahead and skip down to this. In verse 16, it clearly states that worship, the passionate worship, passionate corporate worship is a requirement for the beloved of God. It's a requirement because of how it's going to glorify God, how it will edify us as well. 
We sing as God's chosen ones. We sing as God's holy and dearly loved ones. We sing so that compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness, we sing so that patience will be evident in us. We sing so that we can bear one another's burdens. We sing because Christ died for us. We sing because Christ was raised for us. We sing because we're made righteous by Jesus. And we sing in perfect worship of our King and with our King. We sing because Christ dwells within us. We sing because we're thankful. We sing because together as a family, we are bonded in perfect unity as a body of Christ. That's why we sing. I'm going to ask Jonah and Kevin to join me on stage in just a moment, not just yet, though. But I, want to, I want to mention two things. I want to talk about how we want to live passionate worship as a church, as I see it. And I want you to consider this. First of all is this. God has given us music to help us remember. Very practically speaking, it's much easier to remember the words to a song than to scripture. You probably can remember the words to Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again better than Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. Actually, I can't remember Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. We have two folks in our church right now, Shana and Carolyn who are able to speak Korean because of Blackpink and BTS. And if you don't know who Shayna and Carolyn Encotts, they are not Korean. And I think Blackpink and BTS are Korean bands. I'm seeing somebody nodded, I think. Anyway, they learned it because music makes it easier. It says in scripture, let the word of Christ dwell richly among you through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. There's a theologian, he actually wrote that worship music takes is a better way to call it is take-home theology. Because I'll tell you, more often than not, one can easily consume and remember theological concepts that are taught through worship songs than through preaching. So Jonah's more important than me. So the worship helps us remember scripture. It helps us remember God. I want you to consider the lyrics to this song, Lion and the Lamb. And it tells us, it teaches how it proclaims what it will be like when Christ returns. And the words are, he's coming on the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. And every chain will break as broken hearts declare his praise. For who can stop? The Lord Almighty. That's theology. In Christ alone. My hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. That's theology. You're a good, good father, and I'm loved by you. Worship helps us remember theology. It helps us remember God. That's why we worship passionately at Church of the Beloved. The second thing I want you to think about with worship is this. It helps us respond. In that passage that was read, in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And God gave us a variety of ways of doing this. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs to engage him in worship. It allows us to respond to God with our whole heart. Whether wholehearted worship is with hands raised up or dancing or clapping or literally just sitting in your seat as you contemplatively sing the words with your mouth, your heart. Passionate worship allows us to respond to God and his infinite mercy and his infinite grace and his infinite love for us with the variety he's given to us. At this point, I'm going to ask Jonah and Kevin to go ahead and make their way on stage, and they're going to bring a couple chairs up 
See, passionate worship is a key value for the church of the beloved, something we strive to live out because it allows us to, to remember God and to respond to our Father, uh, the Father in heaven who gave us his one and only Son, and who because and through Christ alone, he promises that we will become gospel-transformed, spirit-filled disciple-makers. Um, thank you for bringing a chair for me. Uh, so as we are doing as our tradition dictates at this time, we're going to have Jonah and Kevin share a bit. Go ahead and have a seat, guys. Uh, share a bit about who they are. Actually, uh, here's a question I didn't prepare you for, and hopefully you guys can still do this. And you guys can move forward a little bit because there's so much stuff going on behind you. You want to introduce yourselves and explain what you guys do? And you're gonna, you don't have to sit back. You're, you're crowding poor Jonah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jonah, I should call you, I keep mistaking you for Ted Lasso. Um, that's who he's supposed to be, Ted Lasso. Um, if you don't know who Ted Lasso is, that's totally fine. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? We'll tell you later. Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Kevin. Um, I am the production manager here at uh, COTB. Um, and what that means, it's kind of a vague title, but what that means is that like I handle a lot of the, like, backstage stuff with like um, audio and visual and the live stream um, and all, all of that like technology stuff. Cool. Jonah, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Jonah. I am the uh, worship director here and you see what I do every Sunday, <laughs> uh, basically. But I do a few other things on the back end, so. Cool. Yeah. So Jonah, I'm going to start with you. Um, okay. One of the questions I had wanted to ask is what's one aspect of uh, in serving that folks may not real, realize is a part of worship? Sure. I have kind of a long answer for this one, so excuse me. I also want to mention that I do have a speech impediment, so it isn't that I'm nervous. I just have a stutter. So, um, One aspect that folks might not realize is a part of worship. Um, so, so for the way that I lead, I just so I'll talk about like on a Sunday. Um, thing you might not know is that it's very structured, the way that I choose songs. Um, I've been very influenced by like Anglican and Lutheran sort of high church stuff and that there are um, set like themes and um, like lyrical parameters for like what songs you sing when. There is a structure that that sort of like walks you through the story of God every Sunday. Um, and so I try to do that here, um, even if you don't know that. Um, each Sunday, you sort of are singing through the same structure. Um, and I think that's just so helpful for uh, even um, on an unconscious level, forming us to the story of God. Each, mm -hmm. each week, we should sort of walk through it. Um, and then we will slowly start to live out that story as well. Cool. Um, so I want to just briefly talk you through the structure I use so that you can start to notice it every Sunday. Uh, I had it with this one Sunday. You can go back and look at all of the services and be like, oh yeah, he's doing that. <laughs> um, so the first song is sort of an invitation to praise God. Um, this um, is designed to orient our eyes up to God um, and our hearts to sort of um, receive the the um, service, or it's inviting the 
Spirit to work in our lives um, as we hear the word preached. Um, it, the, the song will remind us why we are even at church on a Sunday, um, and it's because God is worthy of our praise. Um, so this would would be something like all all creatures of our God and King, or here for you, or uh, here is in heaven. Um, so that's first song. The the um, second song, uh, I try to tell the full story of the gospel as much as possible. Um, so this is the one that hopefully will do what you're. Talking about and like form us of the like that this is the like hardcore theology song. Um, uh, so it'll like walk us through the whole story of us and Jesus so that God is a good creator, He is perfect. Uh, we are not so much, we are in deep need of a savior. And then Jesus is that savior who lived a perfect life, that died on the cross for, for, for our sins rose again and brought us well with him into a new life uh, and then ascended into heaven and then he'll come back. Um, so obviously not every song is going to have all of those elements, <laughs> but like this song two is for as many of those as I can get, get into a song. Um, so it'll be songs like In Christ Alone or Glorious Day or Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery. Um, the third song um, is a time for us to reflect. Uh, so it'll be after the sermon. Um, it's time for us to re reflect on the word of God we heard preached. Um, it's to um, help. So I try to connect it as close to the sermon as I possibly can. Um, it's just uh, to invite the Lord to soften our hearts, to do the, the work, um, to um, actually respond to the things we've heard preached um, and asking God to, to, to change our lives. Um, you know, I don't always know the text. I mean, I do read the, the, them every week, and oftentimes you and I are on the same page, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to sing that, Dave. Good job. Um, but... Uh, um, but there are times I don't know, uh, and so I have a simple rule for it. Uh, if uh, the preacher will preach the gospel, so will I. Uh, and th that has never done me wrong before. Um, so it's really great. Uh, so that might be, so like if the sermon is about like, how do I love my neighbor better? I might choose a song like, let us be known by our love. Um, if the song, or if uh, the sermon is about worship, just you know, as an example. Um, it could be a song that, like, helps orient us uh, to asking the question, is Jesus even worthy of our worship? Like, is he worthy? So, um, and then the last song, sorry, I'm almost done. Um, <laughs> the last song um, is a way to sort of wrap up all that we've experienced in the uh, service in a nice bow. Um, it'll help orient us back to actually the first song, which is God is worthy of our praise. Um, it'll sum up everything we've so, so, so sung and heard preached, um, or it'll uh, focus on the future return of Christ. Uh, so it would be something like Revelation Song or Great Are You, Lord, or Amazing Grace. Uh, and so to just to briefly so summarize it, um, the way I structure our order of service 
uh, is structured like the story of God as it is in the Yoma scriptures, is that God, for first song, is that God is a perfect creator. So, so second is that we fell, Jesus saved us. Third song is that the Spirit empowers us to live and work out that salvation uh, on earth now. And then fourth is that Jesus will re, 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 return and yeah, 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 unite heaven and earth. So, Wow. That's a lot more information than I ever expected in that question. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, Kevin, not, not to set the bar as high as what Jonah did, what are some things that uh, in serving that folks may not realize as part of passionate worship for, from your perspective? Yeah, um, I mean, that was excellent, Jonah. I really like that. Uh, I will keep my answer to this question a little shorter just to balance things out. Um, but I think uh, at least from... From a like production standpoint, uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, but I think like the the real uh, end goal of of anything that we do in like a church production setting is to make to set up like a space that's conducive to worship, mm. and whether that's like um, the way that we do the sound, like or the visuals or the lyrics, we just want to have a space where all of you guys can worship freely without any like distractions. And so I think I've, I've heard him said many times, like the greatest compliment you can give to like a sound person is that you like never noticed their presence. Um, <laughs> Remember that. And if you see any sound people, Isaac is one. Yeah. Uh, and Opal is in the back as well. Tell them, I didn't even notice you were here. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but I think even for like people who are doing stuff behind the scenes, it that is still like a in some ways, an act of worship mm -hmm. for them. Because like, it is a way uh, for people to serve the congregation and in um, helping to like, stir up worship. And like, yeah, it is an act of worship to help other people worship, too. Yeah. So that's just like one, I don't know, small thing about what like, all the production crew does. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, let me ask you, Kevin, to continue on with this. How, the question I have is, how do you live this desire for passionate worship in your day-to-day? -day? So beyond the Sundays, every day. Yeah, so this, this is a question that I've thought a lot about. Mm. Um, and I don't know, as someone who's also, who's also like led worship in the past. But I think, uh, so I do, I do want to read a scripture sure. for everyone. Um, this is one of one of my more like favorite verses is from Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Mm -hmm. And it reads, uh, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, mm -hmm. holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Yes. And I think one of the, there are, there are so many things you could say about this verse, but one of the things is that we are like called to present our bodies as our spiritual worship. And that's like our whole being. Mm -hmm. And so I think... Um, a big part of like living out worship is not just like singing songs on Sundays, but it's about like presenting your whole being to God uh, and everything that you are. And there are like many uh, ways to do that, but one thing that I think have thought about a lot is like I think the first step is sort of to align our hearts and minds to God, um, and that can come in many forms. Uh, that can come through like reading scripture or um, uh, or prayer or singing songs, and I think like. One thing that, that I used to do that I haven't done recently that I want to get back into is like singing songs every day. Mm. Like even if you don't know how to play an instrument, you can just like play a worship song in the morning and sing to it. And I think that, like as you were saying in the sermon, like that helps to like form us because we like learn our theology through that. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, and I think if we can do that every day, that like helps to build us up and form us to have like, to like kind of orient our hearts towards God and cultivate this sort of like passion for him, to worship him. Um, and I, okay, I guess I should, have, I should have said this earlier before the first part of my response, but I think one way that I've thought about worship that I've heard is um, like giving glory to that which deserves glory. Mm. And so if we feel that like God deserves glory, like I think we can orient like our whole like lives around giving God glory and we can think about what does it mean to give God glory in everything that we do. So whether that's our work, uh, that's, whether it's how we spend our free time, how we um, spend time with others, um, uh, or the ways that we enjoy like God's good creation, there are so many ways for us to give God glory. And we can always like think about what how is like what I'm doing giving God glory? How is my work giving God glory? How is the time that I spend with my friends or with other people in church giving God glory? Um, and I don't know, there's so many answers. You go on for like hours on this, <laughs> but I will leave it at that. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, and that is a, these are all awesome examples of what passionate worship can look like. Jonah, how about for you, for the day-to-day? What is passionate worship? Day-to-day, yeah. I mean, that's something I think is hard for a lot of us. It's not any easier when it's your job to sing worship songs. <laughs> um, it is like a struggle to like feel that like passion every day. Mm. Uh, and I think that's okay that we're not like, we, you know, it always, we, we, we won't always have la, la, like a mountain top experience every single day or even every single week or month. Um, but it's been a while since I've felt anything while I'm worshiping. Um, I try to go back to doing things that I really love mm. uh, in worship um, and ways that I've kind of connected with God in the past. Um, and so I would like in, c- c- encourage all of you to, to do that as well. If you like, you know, I was like, man, I haven't really like liked praising Jesus very often anymore. Um, just like what are some things that have, is sometimes in the past where you like have really felt the presence of God. So la 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 la, like if it's like out in the woods, like out out in nature for you. I know it's hard to find here, um, but go t- take a trip. Go. I mean, it doesn't t- do it for me. I do not like the outside. <laughs> um, but if you but if you are la la like a nature person, you like earth. Go go out and touch to the woods. Find a tree. And sort of like <laughs> pray. And have some solitude with God, or if you like songs, like I'm gonna sing every day. You know, don't just wait till we're together. Um, uh, for 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 me though, I really love stories. Uh, I think that that's a way that I connect with God. Um, so if I like have a podcast on about like the narrative structure of the Old Testament. Oh, that's get you know, like that stirs me up. Like I'm a nerd, like that gets me going. Um, or if I watch la, la, like, la, like a really great film that's asking hard questions um, that like allow me to think like, oh yeah, I want it. Like that will actually stir me um, on to be a more passionate worshiper. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage you all to find like what is a thing that I really love doing because God will meet you where, where, wherever. He made everything 
Um, so it's very obvious that you're not a big nature guy like me, since you <laughs> just find a tree. Yeah, um, I don't know. There's I'm feeling nature people will stuff. say something else. Um, <laughs> but that's, like, that's great advice you have. You know, and I'm curious. This is the last question for the both of you. How can sure. we? How would you suggest a church engage in passionate worship? Besides, do you have any other tips besides going back to your first love? Sure. Um, the best advice I can give to the whole church, like how do we, not just I, but how do like, we become passionate worshipers is to love each other mm. well. Yeah. Um, that's really the goal of church when we, is to understand God better, to love each other, to be the hands and feet of Christ on earth. Um, so when we la, 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 love each other well, we will understand the love of God better and we will come to love God more. Um, and so in your small groups and on, and on, and, and on Sundays, if you can la, la, love each other as best as you can, it will stir us on to be more passionate worshipers. Because um, there's also an experience, I don't know if, if you've had it when you're with a group of people and you're really, really close with them, and you're singing well-worship songs, and it's just, there's something, even if it's like a small room, there's just like a power with like, all of these people love me and are my friends, you know, it can just sort of like melt away all of your inhibitions, mm. and yeah, you can just like freely just like praise God and not be self-conscious about how you sound or how you look while you're doing it. Um, so I think if we could become a church that really loved each other and really um, accepted well, well, one an, an, another how we are, um, that it would stir up good worship in us. That's awesome. How about the same question for you, Kevin? How do we have help the church engage in more passionate worship? Yeah, um, I think my answer is very similar to Jonah's, um, like loving each other well. And uh, going back to our verse from today, like from Colossians 3.16, I think it, it tells us to like teach and admonish each other. And I think that's like a big part, like we can encourage each other and exhort each other mm -hmm. and challenge each other to worship more passionately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think like just, I don't know, like, okay, the, the teaching part, maybe it's just me, I'm like a huge nerd as well. Um, like sometimes people will say stuff to me about God, I'm like, wow, that is so cool. <laughs> like God is so good. And like that, that like stirs up worship in me when other people are like teaching me things that I like didn't know, didn't know about God or right, didn't right. think about God or haven't thought about in a long time. Um, it's always like really great for me to like be able to teach and encourage and challenge and exhort other people. Um, so I think that's, that's like really key in being able to like encourage each other in worship. Like when we sing songs on Sundays, it's not like the reason why, or one of the one of the many reasons why we are like here physically is like the song is not just like for you as you're singing. It's like for everyone else who is in the room, and like as we sing together, we're like not just singing to ourselves and not just singing to God. Although, like singing to God is the main part, we're like also singing to each other, and like reminding each other of these truths, of of these things that God has done and that things that God has given to us and the things that God has taught us. Um, and as we do these things together, like, we get stronger and we mm. build each other up. Mm. Um, and I think, like, one other thing that I want to mention, kind of extending beyond that, is, like, partnering with each other in our, like, sort of individual ministries. So, like, one thing that I've had, like, friends in the past that I've really appreciated, they were, like, um, 
very like passionate about like doing homeless outreach and like talking to homeless people. That they would have like homeless people that they were friends with because they would like go visit them every week. And what one thing that they would do is that they would invite other people to join them. So these were people who maybe were not like this is not their like primary calling, but they would partner with other people and like invite them into their like ministry spaces and invite them into these places where they can serve and encourage and be encouraged. And as we like work together and like support each other in all these different things, like I think that really, I don't know, there's just like something really encouraging about like being able to invite other people alongside in your work mm -hmm. and be invited to work alongside other people. Mm -hmm. um, like we get, it's very easy to get discouraged when we just do things on our own, but when we have people coming alongside us, even if, if it's just like one, t one time or like a very short thing, I don't know, I think that like God works wonders through that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, before they go off stage, I have to say, you guys are reminding me that the example that you've given in regards to how we can encourage our congregation to worship passionately, I mean, loving each other, doing it together. These are, you know, the image I have in my head. I don't know if you all have done this. Like, at a, at a retreat, all the inhibitions are gone when it comes to worship, right? People are more than willing. When you're sitting here in Cervantes, you have to stand still. But when you're on a retreat or someplace else outside of your home, suddenly everything goes out the window. You're able to hold each other, you know, hug each other and sing together. As a kid, I remember growing up, we would go to a retreat center and everyone put their arms around each other and sing, we are one in the bond of love. But then as soon as we left, we never touched each other again. <laughs> it's just the way it is. I want our church to be passionate because we love each other. We are one united as a body of Christ, and we are absolutely worshiping the king who has united us together as a, as a family. Thank you both for so much for sharing. I'm going to ask the band to come up while you guys... Thank you for tuning in to this week's COTB Sermon Podcast. For more info or to connect with us, you can visit our website at cotb.life. God bless and have a great week.